everybody, I'm Debbie Montgomery Johnson, founder of the nonprofit The Woman Behind the Smile, and your host of Stand Up and Speak Up, a show that is about each and every one of us. Many of us have something, something we're hiding, something we're ashamed of, something that through no fault of our own or through our own making we keep hidden, and that in fact keeps us hidden from the world and each other. Good people go through terrible situations. Wise people know when and how to let it go. Everything that happens to us helps us grow, and while it may be hard to see it right away, the most important thing to do is to change your perception about your circumstances. Regardless of what personal experiences or trauma, your traumas have been, this showcase series is designed to ignite the fire and the light in you, as well as providing safe harbor, education, personal growth, and resources so that no matter where you are in your journey, you'll have the courage to move on when you're ready. Stand Up and Speak Up features ordinary people who've been through extraordinary situations and struggles and found the courage to step out from behind their smiles and speak up about their experiences and the lessons gleaned from those experiences. Everybody heals at a different pace, and we recognize that. So come on in, have a listen, and enjoy the ride at your own speed. I'd like to welcome you all today. It is New Year's Eve, and it's, I had to, my husband had to remind me of that this morning. And 2020 is coming to an end, and yesterday I was talking to someone, and they're like, why is everybody trying to rush 2020 out of the way? And honestly, I think for me, the year has flown by in so many ways, and then it just dragged on in so many ways. And I've experienced some fun things, some extraordinary things, some lousy things, but it's been another year, a year to put in, put in perspective, and as we say, 2020, uh, hindsight is 2020. Every year is hindsight, and every year is 2020. And um, there's good, bad, and ugly in all of it. And I'm glad that we are, are putting it putting it behind us right now and starting off with a fresh face. And I'm so excited. My guest today, my last guest for 2020, is Mary Palmer, Mary Sandoval Palmer. And Mary and I have known each other for a few years. She's coming to us today from Austin, Texas. So, Mary, good morning. Good morning, Debbie. Happy New Year Happy to New everyone Year. out there. Happy New Year almost. I mean, I just saw uh, on a, face, a Facebook post from a friend and a couple friends in New Zealand, and I guess they'll be uh, doing New Year's before we do. Um, but time is just flying, Mary, and I'm so, I was really excited to have you uh, as my guest, my last guest for this season, because you bring a fresh face to what we're doing and going forth into the new year would be really good to have something fresh and fun and and um, I welcome you and, and actually we have a couple of folks from from Texas on today so uh, welcome to the welcome. great state of Texas so welcome everyone Texas fellow Texans I love that <laughs> yeah there's a bunch of them and, and it's fun we've made a really good Florida connection with Texas uh, over the past year and uh, we'll talk about that later Mary because I want to get you hooked into a couple of gals out there. They're really wonderful. So many people that are going to be listening to this show, Mary, don't know who you are. So I'd like to give a little bit of a background so that they understand you as, um, as I do. So Mary is a skincare and glamour master and professionally trained expert at Mary Kay Cosmetics. She's an advanced product and color certified consultant. And I love this, a free car driving sales director. Mary just got her brand new car, so we'll have to hear about that. Mary leads women in building their businesses because she believes building self-confidence changes circumstances and provides choices. 
After meeting with Mary, you'll look like a movie star and feel like a rock star. She loves being of service and providing skin care solutions and customized color looks. Mary specializes in working with women who want to put their best face forward so that they can be confident about their looks and lead with grace, confidence, and power. And you certainly do that, my friend. I saw some of your glamour pics, and they are absolutely beautiful. So congratulations on the new car. Thank you. I'm so excited about it. It's a 2021 Malibu. And I'll tell you what, I love my SUV, but this little coupe, oh my gosh, and it's not that little. It's about the same size as my SUV. So it fits a whole lot of stuff. So watch out, Texas. We have a new pink Zoom Zoom out there. <laughs> Actually, it's not pink. It's, it's ice silver. It is oh, ice wow. Silver and it is gorgeous. So yeah. that brings up, has the pink, pink car gone away or it just is a different color? No. You get to choose? No, Mary Kay has a fleet of cars. And so this is actually the starter car. I don't do this full-time, full-time as, you know, defined. I'm retired, rewired, and so I do this for, for fun. And uh, I don't spend 40 hours on my business anywhere. No, now. well, you know, who wants to but, spend 40 hours on business anymore, right? Right. So it's kind of a hierarchy of, of working your way up uh, to the pink Cadillac. You know, the first car is a Malibu, and then there's a choice between an Equinox and a Ford Fusion next, and then there's a Traverse, a Camaro, and a truck. <laughs> I, I believe yeah. that one. Well, that, that's yeah. really that's incredible. And, and, and honestly, a lot of the women we're, gonna, we're um, talking to in the, in the audience today, you know, they may not be wearing a lot of makeup right now, and this show is not going to be about wearing makeup, although I have found it myself that you know a little bit of mascara in the morning can change your day. Um, but let's go back in time a little bit, Mary, and we'll come back to the Mary Kay and Mary Kay Foundation because I would like to talk about that today. But I was reading about you, and uh, you're an author in Journey to the Stage, Volume 4, which is a compilation book from Women's Prosperity Network, and we thank Women's Prosperity Network for bringing us all together. But in your story, Mary, you talked about wanting to be on the stage at a young age. <laughs> what happened? And I know you're on the stage now, but you wanted to really be on the stage with music and everything else. What happened back then that kind of <laughs> changed your mind? Okay, so everybody can remember being in elementary school, being in music class, and the teacher's got the piano, and you're, we're all singing a song, and she just looks at me and says, stop, in, in her eye, in her look. She just looks at me like, oh my gosh, this woman, this child cannot sing. And so it really affected me. You know how people can say things with a look and, and just your confidence crumbles? Well, that's what happened to me. And we were auditioning for a Christmas play. I mean, it's still so vivid for me. But that one incident just really hurt me. And you wouldn't think, like it's just music class for heaven's sakes, you know? But it did. And but I, how, imp I can how important? I mean, how old were you? Third grade, you were probably nine, eight? Seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight? I don't, yeah, I'm thinking I was younger. I was probably seven, eight. And 
and it was just hurtful. And at the time, I kept thinking, you know, I want to do this. And then when the program happened, I was out in the audience watching it and thinking, I could be up there, but uh-huh. I'm not good enough. You know that I'm not good enough. And so, of course, I ended up in the band for the obvious reason. I love music. <laughs> and so I found a way to, to like get around it and nurture my, my psyche, my being of just having music in my life. But that's really an important, an important message to teachers, parents. I mean, anybody that is around a child is really be careful of how you look, sound, you know, what you say. Um, I remember my first ballet class. I was probably about the same age as you were in music class. And I had one and only one ballet class in my life. And I was athletic, but I was not a dancer. And I think to this day, I mean, my husband made a, I was playing with my grandkids at Christmas and we had, Jenny bought a new, um, a new uh, Mario Brothers or something. It was one of those gaming situations and she had a dance program on it. And I was very hesitant to get up and dance with a seven-year-old. And I'm like, what is wrong with this? And I'm like you. I think it goes back to when we were young, and someone said, Mm-mm, "Can't dance, can't dance. You got, I got no, no zumba in these in these bones, you know." And it's too bad because we're we're thwarting our expression. <laughs> so, did you ever find your way onto the stage through you did it through the band or? I did it. I was in the stage band, as a matter of fact. Uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I I loved playing in the band and not only was I on the stage band I was uh, I played a tenor sax and then I became a twirler and I was even on a bigger stage because I was on the football field and it just kind of progressed and then when I met you I was living in Miami and uh, I wanted to learn how to speak in front of people and I wanted to be able to overcome that lack of confidence that I had because I just moved. I didn't know anybody. I had a Mary Kay business and I thought, well, how am I going to meet people if I don't speak? Because I was shy. On top of that, I'm very shy. And so I met you at that class. Uh, We were both at the Business of Speaking through Women's Prosperity Network. And uh, for different reasons, we're there to learn how to be in front of people and serve. Now you had actually you had done some teaching uh, when your daughter was younger. I I read that you were teaching at the Catholic school. Some of her Catholic classes. I was teaching the parents to teach their children at home because we believe that we teachers, the parents are really the teachers for their children that influence them. And so I was teaching sacraments of reconciliation and Eucharist to the parents while the children were in classes. And so that was also another way that I got out in front of people. And it just that just kind of happened accidentally, but I jumped at it because I knew that I was meant to to show people and teach people because I'm going to go back a little bit and take a side trip. When I was a child, my mom and my dad would go into church and they would always say, what can I do? What do you need help with? 
Mm-hmm. And so when I was when I was married and had a child, I did the very same thing. And my daughter to this day does it. And so we've always been that in that frame of thinking of of serving. So I was like, okay, well here I am teaching. They asked me to do this. I'll teach the parents, and I'll I'll have to get in front of them. <laughs> oh my! But I thought. I need to do this because I want to. So I just kind of work my way to it. Well, it's interesting how you said that you, your parents were, had done that and then you would pass it on to your daughter. My guests last week uh, were my, my mom and my daughter. It was a three-generational conversation. And how wonderful that was. I really encourage every mother, daughter, granddaughter to sit down and have a conversation about these things. And we talked about service because it always cracks me up when I hear the word help and it goes back to a WPN meeting where the word, the word help, um, we were encouraged to not basically use that in our, in our mission and our speaking about what we do when we help people because a lot of people like us want to be self-sufficient. We don't need help. And so I've, I try not to use that word in my, in my everyday speaking, which is silly because help is a great word, more of assisting, but it's generational. You know, you saw your parents. I saw mine. You, your daughter saw you, you know, and she'll pass that on. My kid, my daughter passes that on to her kids. And it really is a wonderful thing to, and did you feel scared at all when you were in front of those parents? A little bit, um, but the the call was greater to, right. to to serve because as as we all learned, and it doesn't matter what spiritual background you come from, that we are all called to do the work of whatever your spiritual belief is. For me, it's the Lord Jesus Christ, and so. What is it that we're all meant to do? We're all meant to serve to, to do his work. Mm-hmm. And we do that by example. We do that by teaching. We don't do that by being pushy. <laughs> how did you find your confidence grew? Or how did you change by serving them? By serving at my church? Mm-hmm. And then serving in general. How does it make you feel? Oh, it makes me, it brings me joy. There's a certain feeling of, not necessarily goosebumps, but just kind of a a feeling of joy of being uplifted and knowing I make a difference. And that confidence comes through to parents when you're confident about what you're doing. I can remember when I first started that my voice was shaky and that I would pause for a long time <laughs> trying to find my thoughts. And the more I did it, the more I worked through it, the better I, I got and the easier that the words flowed. Mm-hmm. Well, it became your story and your story becomes you. And it's so easy to have that conversation with people uh, once you get past the oh, am I going to say the right thing or am I doing the right, do I, am I doing enough or, you know, where are my hands supposed to be? You know, standing in front of people, you, are your hands at your side or are they at your back? And that's the blessing of, of the business of, of speaking training, which on a side note, WPN is having one next week. 
but you and I had um, an extraordinary experience when we first met of being very vulnerable and telling some personal stories. And one of them, I remember, um, we're going to go back to Christmas Eve, and we were just talking about this, you and I, about when your husband Pete got, well, was ended up in the hospital. Um, and this is something that you and I have in common, was this sudden husband in the hospital. And then can you kind of tell us exa what, a little bit about what happened to Pete and that whole scenario mentally where you were with that when that was happening? Oh, my gosh. That was almost, well, that was about 24 years ago this, this week, last week, next mm -hmm. week. <laughs> but uh, we went up for a one-day trip to visit his mother in Dallas. We lived in Houston at the time. And uh, it was meant to be one day. It ended up being the end of his life. And basically, we were having Christmas Eve celebration at his mom's house. And I went to bed early. And he stayed downstairs helping his mom clean up and chatting. They got along great. And uh, I'm going to say he was the favorite. He really was. Hmm. And I remember being sound asleep and hearing him say my name a couple of times. And then I heard him fall and the shock of it was just tremendous. And I got up, I screamed and started doing CPR, how I could remember and, you know, shouted down to my sister-in-law, call 911, something's happened to Pete. And the EMS came, they got us in the ambulance, they got lost, and oh my gosh, it was just a nightmare. But uh, long story short, it was, it was a belief system that I was grounded, that I knew that no matter what happened, I was going to, to be by his side, and I was for, oh, probably the next, well, he passed on the 10th. So that was Christmas Eve, so you can, I'm not going to do the math, but I was right next to him, and I just, I just knew that no matter what, I couldn't leave. But at the same time, it was all going to be okay one day, mm -hmm. because I had always learned that one day it will all be okay. It's just you get through it, and that's just something foundational and in me. I don't know where I got that, but I just knew it. Now, had had so Pete been sick? No, absolutely not. No. We were both, we, we had just run the Jingle Ball run in downtown Houston, the <laughs> 5K. So, uh, and I remember that vividly. It was the 19th of December we did that. And we'd been in Las Vegas about two weeks before that. And I just finished my first semester of grad school. And so life was good. We were healthy. We were doing great. He was 49. Yeah, it, so, takes, it takes my breath away, too, because Lou is 50, 50. He had just turned 56, or was just about to turn 56. And uh, I, just, I just feel you the feelings, and I didn't want to bring this back up, too, but I, I just think it's important that, that people understand that even though we plan our life out, there are events that happen that completely derail our plans. And so... Now you were thrown into the position of being a single mom because your daughter was 12. Is that right? Something like that. I'm 10, 11. 10, 11, 12. She was, 12. She was young 
and like my youngest was was only 15. Um, how did you go on from there? How did you had to you had to be the household now? You had to be mom and dad for a while. And what what did you do? How how did you move forward from there? And who was by your side? My family was by my side, always. Uh, I have unconditional love. I am one. I'm so blessed. It does not matter what happens. My family will rush to my side, move heaven and earth. And uh, what did I do? I just, I just counted on the Lord. I knew that He was with me. But you were working also, right? I was. I was working uh, for an oil company, and uh, I had vacation for a couple of weeks. And uh, and I just called and I said, this has happened and I can't come back. Mm. What is crazy about that time is that I worked, where I worked, there were two other women whose husbands passed away during that period for very similar circumstances. It was uncanny. I did not know about it until I returned uh, after some time. Hmm. And, and so, yeah, it changed my life tremendously. I was just numb. But I knew I had to hold it together for, for my daughter, and, and I had stepchildren as well. And so it was one of those times when you just say, you know what, just got to move on. Pick up the pieces and go. And and I know you had to go through very similar circumstances. I did, and I'm sitting here thinking that you know so much of us, uh, so many of us, will just put others ahead, others ahead of ourselves and not actually be able to grieve what happened because we're in the fix it mode, and we've got to keep things going. So did you? Or how did? How were you able to actually grieve Pete's passing um, for yourself, and then? move out of that, move forward into the next stage? Well, we had both been runners and we'd taken it up for weight loss purposes when we'd first gotten married. And and I'd always been, so, and I'm still such a tomboy. Oh my gosh, unbelievable. <laughs> Not <laughs> looking at your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at my early pictures, you'll see, you'll see. But uh, I had always been a tomboy and we had started running and I I thought to myself, you know what, I just I just gotta keep moving because the endorphins would would calm me down and so mm-hmm. it I got back into running and one day I was out on a a path that was near near our home and I ran across one of the ladies that I knew from church, and she, I knew she ran marathons, and she says, you should, you should come with us. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> but then I started doing marathons, and I just couldn't stop. And that's really the consistency in the exercise and the self-discipline and just the goal setting of that, I think, made such a difference in my life at the time. Um, and fortunately, I was blessed with a fabulous babysitter. Okay. Alicia, yeah, my daughter spent one day in a daycare and only because the babysitter's husband went a trip to Spain and it was like, all of a sudden, I'm going to Spain. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I need a child care. 
So that, that's what happened, and she found the daycare for me. Well, that support, that support is really, it's really key. Uh, when I was talking to my daughter Jenny last week, um, Jenny's a single mom living outside of Dallas, and the hardest part is, you know, taking the self-care. And she started running um, and has done half marathons, and, and I remember going out to Dallas to watch her in April a couple of years ago. It was the most freezing cold day, and we were at the end of that end of that race with blankets and, and uh, cocoa, and, and I was like, oh my gosh, and Jen and I were laughing about that, but that was that's a stress buster for her too. It's because it gives her um, a goal to get to the end of that, that line, and, you know, the, the end of the race. Um, my bones hurt just thinking about running a marathon. You know, my <laughs> knees are going, no. Um, but that was really important for you, and, and it was a great way to release grief and, and I mean I remember swimming for me was and it still is it's you know the control I get my control back when I am swimming um, and it makes your mind you know really comfortable and calm too to, to get rid of some of that grief and, and whatever so but the happy ending we're gonna skip right to the happy ending for the the uh, relationship is that you actually remarried and you and, and Ken have been married how long now? Seven years. <laughs> Seven years. Yeah. How long have you been together? You knew each other a couple years before or what? Um, maybe. I'm think, we think it's about a year and a half that we knew each other. We actually met in Houston. We okay. met at a sushi bar, sushi restaurant. I was meeting <laughs> some friends and he happened to be there. Well, that's cool. Yeah, CJ and I on, on January 4th will be the anniversary of our eighth, eighth year anniversary of our first date at Bonefish Grill. <laughs> How do I remember that? You know, it was really cool. And we've been married five years. So there, there are happy endings to, to somewhat, you know, tragic beginnings. And uh, I'm so excited for you that that, that, that has worked out for you um, as, as the same with me. Now, we're going back to your WPN meeting and you were looking at Women's Prosperity Network for those that don't know about it is an incredible women's organization of women around the globe um, at the time you'd come back from where were you in Texas and back to Florida or were you down in Belize and back no, to Florida? we were we were living in Belize we actually we met in Houston both sold our homes built a self-sustaining solar home on Ambergris Key collected rainwater for drinking and solar rays for running our fridge, our wine cooler. Why did <laughs> you do that? <laughs> Why? I think this... we're both pretty adventurous. Okay. And yeah, actually Ken had bought some property and wanted me to go take a look at it and uh, with him. And then he proposed down there and I was like, Oh. I don't know, but then I saw the reef and I saw the swimming and the boating, and, and I'm such a, I, I'm a sailor. I love being on the water, and so I thought, well, why not? We're both retired now. There you go. What did the family say? They were pretty excited, um, and and absolutely supportive. Okay, there you go. That makes such a huge difference. You know, in anything that we do, stick with the people that will support you, give the high fives, and the naysayers, let them go, right? Exactly. Let them go. Really. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, it's just it's a waste of our energy. I mean, I had a customer yesterday, and I know she won't be listening to this show, but everything that came in through the emails was negative. And just, I'm like, I tried to come up with solutions to make things easier, and then she'd flip them around and just like, you know, at the point I, I was just like, you know what, I'm not sure I can help this person anymore. And I think sometimes we have to get to that point where we just do it the best we can and just say, you're right, do what you need to do. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to be the one to help you. And that's tough for those of us that like to be helpers, like you said, to not be able to control and help. Sometimes we just have to let people say, you know, go on their own and say, good luck, you know? So, Mayor, when you got into your Mary Kay and you came here to Florida and were on your own, how did you connect and how did you grow your new business? That's an excellent question. I actually, I connected the first time at a meetup. So I got to Miami and I went to our weekly success meeting in my first one. And I was asking the ladies, they're like, how do y'all meet people? Because I really started my business in Texas for for three really simple reasons. Number one, I wanted my products for half price. Mm-hmm. So we buy our products for a dollar, we sell them for like two. I wanted home office tax advantages. I wanted to be able to manage my bottom line on my tax bill. And I also wanted to have residual income because when I heard that I was like oh yeah you know you do a little bit of work now and it just keeps paying you it's kind of a like, like the Beverly Hillbillies reruns it's just, <laughs> every time every time they play it even if it's a trickle it's it's some money in the bank and so I wanted another revenue stream and I thought well you know what I'll do that so, but when I got to Miami, I thought, well, you know, this is really a business, and I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it to another level. So I went to my success meeting, said, hey, how do y'all meet people? And they're like, well, you know, we talk to people at the grocery store, and then we go to networking events. Go to a meetup. See, find a meetup that you like. And the first one that caught my eye was, and I saw a whole bunch of them because you know you register on meetup and your inbox is full for a year, and. Uh, the one I found was for Women's Prosperity Network that was in Fort Lauderdale, just about four or five miles north of where I was in Miami or Aventura. And there I met Trish and Susan and some of my favorite ladies, Nancy Coughlin, one of them that, that we have in common, that mm-hmm. was at the table when you and I met, the three of us. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and so from there, I just started meeting people and learned that life and in, in meeting people is just a conversation. It is a get to know you, how can I, I didn't know this back then, but I do now, and that is that we just continue to serve others, and when we serve others, things turn around and come back to us, mm-hmm. because that's just the way the world works. And you and Nancy actually went into business together. We did. We did. We met on the same day at that, I'm going to call it the meetup. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we both attended. We both got lifetime memberships, which is not me. I, I am not a sorority girl. I don't, <laughs> I don't join things and that kind of stuff. But this just was like, oh, my gosh, it felt so good. The women were just superb. And by that, I mean they were just like loving, giving, and everybody was that I met that day, and there must have been 30 to 40 women in that room, were just, hi, how are you? They weren't trying to sell me anything. They were just meeting other women that were like them. Mm -hmm. And you guys turned it into a really cool business, though, because it was, uh, what do we call it? Power Glam? We called it Power Glam, and... uh, so here's here's the crazy thing. So we met that day. We both joined, and we learned that we had a ticket to an event in Orlando a few months later. And so she looks at me and she says, "Do you want to be Do you want to be roommates?" And I looked at her and I was like, "We just met." And she's like, "No, we met at the beauty boutique, which happened to be the where you came and and spoke. Uh-huh. We met at a success meeting that was in Fort Lauderdale." Uh, going back to st- what we just discussed, I, my first meeting was in Miami, and my next meeting was up near me because one of the directors told me, well, you know what, there's a meeting closer to you, so go up there. And so the very first person that greeted me when I walked in there was Nancy. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, yeah, we met last week in I think it was Cooper City. Yeah, Cooper City. I was like, all oh, right. So we. So I'm like, oh, she's a known commodity. I know who she is. She's <laughs> just like me, and, and she was just like me, but different. Well, and she's darling, and she's a. The two of you are an integral part of the beginning of my coming out with my story, because we were sitting at the business of speaking meeting at lunch. And I'd love to hear your side of the story, but my side is that Nancy said something, or you said something about online dating. I thought it was Nancy. And I rolled my eyes, and it came out, so what's that all about? And I proceeded to tell my story. And you guys were so supportive of me at that lunch to come out with a story because there are so many women, including yourselves, who knew people that had been taken that said, Deb, you've got to tell your story. So... I like to hear your side of that luncheon. What? What? How did you see what happened? I was just amazed because we all have a story. We have the story that we come in with. Like I was coming to meet people and get be able to present my business in a way that was not salesy, in a way that was more loving and caring and serving and you were too with your vitamins Mm -hmm. Uh, and Nancy and I for the same reason because we'd already created Power Glam and so we were developing our together story and we created our own separate business model of we're here to serve and we're going to give women uh, head a head download, a spiritual download to boost their confidence, and we're also going to boost their skin. We're going to show them how to wash their faces and put on makeup so that not only are they looking great, but they're feeling even more amazing about themselves. So 
we want them to feel powerful and that's how power glam was born Mm-hmm. Okay. It was it was born in a car as we were driving to Orlando to that conference. <laughs> but coming back to that table, so that's why Nancy and I were there, is that we were putting our two stories together to build this power glam business we created. And we were talking about our stories and you mentioned we talked about the online dating, you said that, and we both looked at each other and looked at you and we're like, you must, you must tell that story. This is you. There's so many, as you said, so many women that have been, oh my gosh, broken, lost money, spirits just dissolved and confidence stolen by individuals that are scamming them. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys gave me the confidence to speak up at that point. Uh, and I wouldn't have had that uh, without that weekend because by the end of the weekend, I remember, I don't know if you were in, the, in that room when I uh, offered uh, VIP tickets to the movie premiere of The Woman Behind the Smile and, and all this fun stuff and the room was just dead silent. And I'm like, oh, what's up with this? And they're like, when do we, when is this happening? When's the movie coming out? When do we, you know, where do we buy our tickets? And I'm like, guys, I just made that up. And they're like, oh, no, no, you have got to get this, get this out. And, and, you know, over the years, it's been several years now since that happened. And I've learned so much about relationship fraud and scam. And, and you and I were talking earlier about um, going back to the Mary Kay and Mary Kay Foundation. Mary Kay, I, I was this just came to my mind earlier. It's like Mary Kay is not your grandmother's makeup. Because <laughs> when I hear that, I'm like, oh, you know, that goes back a long, long time. But the Mary Kay Foundation, and I want to move into this a little bit, is is really behind um, working with an organization that deals with domestic violence and. Uh, domestic abuse and, and abuse of young of young women, um, and the online relationship fraud uh, is at that stage where domestic abuse was 30 years ago. And when you'd walk into a police department and you were beaten up by your spouse, and they're like, "Oh, go home and you know be nicer to your husband," um, and they didn't really take it seriously. Um, today, you walk in with a black eye, and the guy gets arrested or the woman gets arrested immediately. Um, with online fraud, you walk in and they're they're laughing at you because they're like, "Well, what'd you give your money away to a stranger for?" You know, there's a whole psychology to a scam, and working with victims um, who I call survivors after a while uh, is a is a real art. And so, how does the Mary Kay Foundation? How do you personally, you know, work with? Is it loveisrespect.org? Is that the uh, the organization? Right. Actually, the Mary Kay Foundation it partners with loveisrespect.org. And so when I do facials or group sessions, I make it a point to always mention the Mary Kay Foundation and uh, its two purposes to eradicate cancers that affect women as well as to provide shelters and funding through for women and children that are victims of domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. And so that foundation, by the way, 1% of every product sold, whether it's a moisturizer or whether it's a mascara, 1% goes to the Mary Kay Foundation right off the top. Mm. This was created by Mary Kay, the woman. Now, 
Love is Respect is staffed 24-7, 365 days a week, New Year's, Christmas, Hanukkah, it doesn't matter. They are staffed and uh, available to guide women and children away from domestic abuse. So, So people can, women can call or text this number, text love is together to 22522 and they will be connected to someone that will ask them, you know, do they need support? Do you, what, you know, would they like to leave? And they can at a moment's notice be connected to a counselor. So you, you text to the number 22522 the word love is L O V E I S and you had, I heard some statistics that you've given on a radio show about the um, was it one in four women have been abused yes how and and then you had one for young adults the dating abuse did I hear like yes. one in three young adults has has um, been abused in a dating situation is that is that what you've heard it was something like that. I, I don't remember exactly. It's been a while, but I believe that that is true because I, I don't think that with adolescents or young people, it registers that ad, unwanted advances, mm-hmm. touching uh, words are abuse. I mean, not only are, can we be abused physically, but we can be abused verbally mm-hmm. and psychologically and that results in spiritual destruction of confidence of being able to move forward in in just your life and so it's super important that anyone can find out about this and again it is loveisrespect.org well and that leads us it leads us to becoming the women behind the smile because we think that we're alone in that situation and we don't want to tell anybody about it and we need to speak up and that's what I you know I love what you're doing and, and I, I didn't know that aspect of the Mary Kay Foundation and I'm, I'm really very pleased to be putting that out there I think it's so important um, that women feel that they're not alone and they don't have to um, to hide that abuse, physical, mental, and in you know the relationship scam is definitely financial abuse, but it is it's a relationship, it's an emotional scam, and the scammers um, have the have it down. They've got they've got the art down, uh, and they're looking for uh, and this is true of, of domestic violence too. Is they there's a little bit of power there, a lot of it in many situations. Um, but the women are very giving, heart-centered people that want to be kind, be giving, and we don't need to be takers of, of that kind of abuse. Um, and I mean, the, you know, this is not a, the, the dark situation, but it's happening, and, and it happens to women of all uh, education of all financial um, resources I mean I interviewed a friend of mine from from Tennessee and she's an attorney and she was in a situation um, while she was married and and didn't feel like she could walk away 
you know, and we, we stay in we stay in relationships like that because what would our parents think or what would our families think if we were to, you know, they've been married 50, 60 years or, you know, to be the one to walk away is sometimes very, you have to be very courageous. Um, thoughts, Mary, on that? Women have to be extremely courageous and I think about how Truly, there are some really courageous, brave women, confident women that are in these situations right now mm-hmm. that are not leaving. And, and that gives me pause. And I think the key is education to know that there's support out there. Do you agree? Yes, and they're not they're alone. And that's, why, and that's why we stand up and speak up because... Yeah, I think once I heard that someone else had been through what I'd been through, and it could be, you know, losing a baby or or infidelity or whatever, when you know that there's somebody else out there that's been through the same thing, you're like, well, I can do this now because I'm not alone. And but it takes that first one to speak up uh, and have the courage to speak up to um, to open up the story and. That's true that with domestic violence, like, can you imagine, you know, years ago when the first ones to come out, um, how brave they were because the ridicule and the, you know, skepticism that you get, get thrown at you because of what happened, and it's not your fault. And that's, that's the whole premise of, of the Stand Up and Speak Up show is that things happen to us, and it's no fault of our own many times. But we take it on as ours, you know, and ah, it's tough. So, Mary, in your in your business now, um, there are a lot of people that are hiding behind masks, that are not taking good care of themselves um, because they don't have to. And I've had this thought: well, I, I can run to the grocery store and not put on makeup or whatever. Nobody knows who I am. But how do how does taking care of yourself, taking care of your skin? How does it help us from the inside out? Taking care of our skin is hygiene, first of all. Right. <laughs> right. right. It's, it's like brushing your teeth. Brush and floss, wash and moisturize your skin. But the aspect of truly taking care of our skin is, e- skin is even deeper because how we perceive ourselves how we look at our mirror at the mirror when we wake up in the morning is a reflection of our self-confidence and what we believe of our believe about ourselves so I think that women are not valuing themselves enough and I don't mean that in a grand sense but I'm I'm talking in about in a in a sense of like you really need to take care and use self-care because we are coming out of our cocoons soon. It's going to happen. But the self-confidence that extends not just to yourself and your physical well-being, but to the people around you. Because when we're, when we're more confident, when we're happier, then the people around us are much happier. It's just an extension of our space would you agree Mm -hmm. and so yeah so I like to think that one day women and men will all realize because this is 
a man issue as well. We've got to take care of our skins, and there are ways to prevent the mask knee that's showing up, the irritation of the masks on our skin. And uh, I, I'm, I'm ready to support and help and guide anybody that, that needs that. But let's just take care of our skin, no matter what we have in our medicine cabinet. So, so, so how can people connect with you, Mary? They can reach out to me um, on Instagram at MaryMK and also on, did I give you that right? Oh, on Instagram it is. I don't have, I'm not, I'm not an Instagram person, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. At Mary. We'll, we'll put it up. Palmer. Okay, because yeah, your, your email is marymkpalmer at gmail.com. Everybody can, can email you there. Yes. Okay, and you're on, Mary M. K. Palmer. Got it. Okay, and you're on Facebook under Mary Sandoval Palmer. Correct. Correct. And uh, yes, my business phone is 512-640-0577. Okay, and we'll we'll put that out there. But it's important. Um, I, I did hear one last thing where you you're talking about road rage lines or frown <laughs> lines, experience lines, and and I know that you know being cooped up, we do have this anxiety and extra energy that has to come out, and sometimes it comes out in kind of mean ways. But that is aging us, right? That not taking care of ourselves is aging us. Too quickly. So quick tip, how do we prevent that age showing up too soon? Well, number one, wash your face. For every day that a person does not wash their face, there is a year of aging added. Now, some of us are not going to live over 120. (laughs) Darn. (laughs) Right. But what happens is when we don't wash our faces, and we don't exfoliate, we get a buildup of the skin. And so I don't know if you've ever seen those people walking around uh, that seem to have like double noses and double skin, like kind of clumps. That's because they have not washed their faces and exfoliated. Oh, dear. So when I, yeah, so when I, and I provide that picture to people in, in words, they're kind of like, I think I do need to wash my face. It's, it goes from there. Sagging skin, any of that comes from not washing face your face. And and genetics are only twenty percent of our aging process. And well, I remember my mom saying two things to do in the morning. Make your bed well three. Make your bed, wash your face, and brush your teeth. And then you can come downstairs. And I'm glad she did because I don't feel like 62. (laughs) Well, you don't look it. I know it's because you wash your face and moisturize and make your bed. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I'm very confident about that because I've accomplished at least one thing in the morning and that's making my bed and I can look at my bedroom and, you know, feel very pleased that there's one thing that got done. 
Um, but that's important, and I want folks to understand too that you know even though we're hiding behind our masks, people can see from our eyes if we're smiling, if we are you know, having a bad day. I mean, you can tell a lot from somebody's eyes. So, Mary, on a quick, what would you if you only had five minutes to get yourself ready in the morning? What would be the the things that you would do before you walked out the door to make to give you that boost of confidence to get through the day? Wash my face, exfoliate, moisturize, and then if you're a woman, I definitely would recommend foundation. Foundation is not makeup. It's skin care. It is like the windshield on your car. It keeps away all those free radicals, all those things that are flying around in the stores, in the air conditioner. Um, Quite honestly, think about how cars have tires and how they go round and round and they have wear and tear. Where does that tire that wears down go? It goes up into the atmosphere or it goes on your face and your skin and your hair. So think about it. Um, Yeah. That from our oil and gas woman. (laughs) That's kind of a scary thing if you talk thinking about that, about all the stuff that's in the air. And it's interesting with... um, With the COVID, uh, when I was in India last year, I flew out of Mumbai and the pollution was unbelievable. I mean, you couldn't see 100 feet above the airport back then. Today, you can see the clear blue sky. And I think it was the same with the water in Venice. You know, you couldn't see the couldn't see through the water. Now it's the earth has regenerated with this with this virus, which is quite interesting. So maybe we've cleaned up some of the some of the uh, the atmosphere cleaned up some of the air but still there's stuff out there that we need to protect our faces from and it's just it it builds I loved how you say that it builds your confidence feeling your skin clean and fresh gives you a, a better I don't know better perspective on on going out in the world even if you're not going to do anything. For me, even when I've been in the hospital after surgeries or something, I get up in the morning and I wash my face, brush my teeth, and comb my hair. I could be sitting in a, in a hospital gown, but it just changes your perception. You know, If you're sick, get out of bed, wash your face, brush your teeth, and just get clean. And, and Mary, and you've done some phenomenal things, though, that when you're doing assessments, skin assessments, you actually found skin cancers or problems that have you've sent people to dermatologists, right? Right, right. Um, one of the f- the first six months that I was in business, a woman was in front of me and we were doing a facial, and I asked her, said, "What is that on your on your cheek?" And it w- looked like a mold, but it didn't look normal. I have a mold on my face, so I I know what normal is. And she's like, oh, I think it's okay. I'm like, no. And so she still wanted me to, you know, provide a skincare solution for her. I said, you know what, I would really rather you go to your dermatologist right away and talk to your dermatologist and then let me know what they say. And so she did come back and she says, no, it's 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 not a good thing, but it is not malignant, and uh, and so thank you. And 
I was just, it gave me great joy to know that I made a difference in that woman's life. It's just one person. Mm -hmm. But if I can save one person from some devastating pain or grief or even death, because we don't know. We don't know what some of these things are. And so it, it, it's a wonderful thing to see the, and get the appreciation. There was another lady that I did a facial with that all we did was cleanse her skin, moisturize it, exfoliate. And normally I do two appointments. The first one's all about the skin. The second one is about color because it's kind of like a perm and a, and a, hair color at the same time you don't want to do both right <laughs> right and so she just started crying after she we did that and then she says could I just have some lip gloss or lipstick I'm like sure so she applied some lipstick she looked herself in the mirror she started crying and I said what are you okay what's wrong and she says I have never felt more beautiful she says in her tears she says I used to be a model in New York, and then I got pregnant, and so I had to stop modeling, and I stopped taking care of myself. And at that, you know, right at that moment, she was rediscovering and reconnecting with herself. And to me, I was like, oh, my God, this is gold. This is so powerful. Well, it's really important, and there are a lot of women that, that we work with at SCARS, which is the Society of Citizens Against Relationship Scams, who've been through some really traumatic relationship problems, and I think at that point, we just hide under a rock and don't take care of ourselves anymore, and it's just this, it, it's, not, it's not rocket science to, to take care of your skin, it just, it's um, setting the priorities of taking care of yourself. And I, I thank you for, for doing that and thank you for um, working with Mary Kay. And, and again, I, you know, I, I go back to it's not your mother's, uh, your grandmother's makeup. And when I drive through Dallas and see that big building there, um, now I know that they're, <laughs> they're, doing, they're doing a lot for women in business and people poo-poo a lot of those things. But whatever we can do to, to assist ourselves and our families in being self-sufficient and being kind to others and giving back. And that's what I think a lot of your purpose and passion is, is giving back through that service. And, you know, you're taking care of yourself and your family, but you're giving back. And Mary Kay gives back to the world of women in particular. And, um, and thank you all for, for doing that. Um, Mary, thank you for being my guest today and for, for sharing your story. And I know we hit some vulnerable points, but you know now other people are going to know that they're not alone in losing a husband or you know having some tragedy in, in life because there is a happy ending to things if you just stay positive and you look for the positive. And 2020 is coming to an end, and you can, you know, Say it was a terrible year. You can say it was a great year, just depending on on your outlook. Um, so, how are you going to uh, bring in 2021 tonight, my dear? Well, we're going to stay home for <laughs> sure. And uh, we're I have my black eyed peas already because a, a Southern girl, I just just do that. I believe in it. That, uh, I just that's a good I, luck, right? I'm, right. I'm progressive, but I'm traditional at the same time. There's kind of a gentle mix of of everything so we're going to hang out and uh watch a movie maybe 
and uh, just stay home and be safe. Wash our hands for sure. I should have mentioned that earlier, but wash your hands. But one more thing I want to point out about the new year, and that is let's forgive 2020. It's not 2020's fault. <laughs> right. It just happened to be the vehicle that brought some of the events that happened this year. And send love. And I know I'm getting into like my flower power girl here. <laughs> but sending love and showing love is something that we all want to receive. Someone sends love, the other person receives it. And so happy 2020, happy 2021, new beginnings for so many people and blessings. Thank- Thank you so much. And that is uh, true from all of us here at Stand Up and Speak Up. Happy 2021. Go out and, and you know speak to your daughters, speak to your mothers, um, reconnect with friends that you haven't talked to for a while. Uh, reach out to your favorite person. And I thank all of the Deborahs and the Debbies that have been on the show today and all of our guests around the world. We wish you the very best. And no matter what, if you have been a victim to domestic violence, then I want you to go to loveisrespect.org or text loveis to 22522. If you've been a victim of a scam or cybercrime, visit againstscams.org for assistance and guidance about options and recovery. Uh, SCARS, the Society of Citizens Against Relationship Scams, is based here in Miami, Florida, supporting victims worldwide. And if we can make a, a difference in your life, please visit romancescamsnow.com or againstscams.org. This episode has been sponsored by BenfoComplete.com, a vitamin supplement company that supports happy and healthy hands and feet for those with neuropathy. If you or anyone that you know struggles with the pins and needles and numbness in their hands and feet, check out our Benfotiamine products at BenfoComplete.com and use the special code STANDUP for a 5% discount on your purchase. Mary, thank you so much for being my guest, everybody. We appreciate you being here. Go to thewomanbehindthesmile.com for additional information and resources. Have a happy and healthy and safe day and a happy and healthy 2021. We wish you all the best today. Thanks for being with us. Bye now. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks, dear.